What's up, everybody? Welcome to Shane's Life is a Fantasy Draft, episode 15. We're going to talk about Loyola. We're going to get to a little bit about nuns. We're going to talk about some Saints cheerleader policy, and we are going to talk about the Rams. All that and more, plus a big MLB season preview, starting right about now. Let's get it. Now you see what he did there? See what he did right there? That was a, that was a, that was a hot take opening. That's what that was. I'm Joe Theismann. Play the music. up welcome to shane's life is a fantasy draft episode 15 i'm joined by greg dennis greg how you doing i'm fantastic today also joined by daniel gewertz daniel how you doing i'm i'd be doing so much better if i could hear some more from joe theisman oh hey 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 guys it's uh it's uh me joe theisman i used to do a radio show let me tell you what i used to do when i did a radio show i used to talk into a microphone i used to say things thanks joe I'm doing great, John. How are you doing today? I'm not doing too bad. Uh, doing better than Joe Theismann's leg, I can tell you that. Actually, the leg's just fine. Yeah, it's been like 20 years. They put a couple plates in it, a couple screws, I'm good to go. I'm like a robot. <laughs> That's great, Joe. I, listen, all right, it's time to talk about Loyola Chicago, which as of now is no longer the third most prominent Loyola in NCAA history. Right, guys? Oh, they've easily moved into second. Yeah. So Loyola Chicago, now in the final four, seems destined. They're doing it. They just beat the brakes off of K-State. I mean, like, they're just, they're killing it right now. I'm excited. I'm here for it. It's lovely. I, you know, I, I, I would be pumped if it was, like, any other year, any other bracket. You know, my homerism is still, is still raw. Like if UB was able to beat Kentucky, this was their final four to make. But but I can I can step back from that and see how cool it is to see an 11 seed in the final four for just the fourth time in NCAA history. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, like this is this is pretty much uncharted territory. They're the most Cinderella team. I mean, like you could really only make a case for VCU as an equally shocking. Uh, 11 seed in a Final Four, and and that's only really because they had a coach named Shaka. But otherwise, this is as good as it gets as far as upsets. I'm so annoyed by it. <laughs> Do tell. I I am so annoyed. You're just, I know you're just I'm, tired I'm not annoyed. I'm not annoyed because there's an 11 seed in the Final Four. I think that's fun. I think that's I think that's what this the it needs. It needs this. It needs a little parody once in a while. Um, however, they're surrounded by, you know, a one, two and a three seed. So I don't really want to really want to hear too much about it. But I'm just I just don't want religion in my sports anymore, to be honest with you. Whoa, I, I'm, I'm done with this. And they're going to do it on Easter weekend. Could oh, this so thing be set up anymore to be an after school special? That's ice cold. Someone also mentioned that the uh, Loyola jerseys look just like the uh, Hickory High jerseys from Hoosiers. Oh my gosh, you're right. Like, I didn't even notice that until I saw it now, and now I can't unsee it. No, you can't. Ugh. So, you're right. It is, it, it's totally set up to be like that. Um, but I'm not 
worried. I don't know if worried is the right word. Uh, no seed worse than <laughs> nine has ever won a Final Four game, so it's not it's not something to worry about. Like I, you, you're not going to see Loyola in the championship game. Yeah, I mean, like the odds of them actually making the championship game are pretty slim to none. I mean, George Mason never did it. I think like the lowest seeded team ever to do it was was Butler back in the day. I think they were like a nine seed. But other than that, yeah, man, like this is pretty much where the run ends. And uh, but I, I'm really excited that they're there. Uh, it brings an element of parody. It brings an element of unexpectedness to what we're witnessing. And, and it breaks up college basketball's Blue Blood Club, uh, which is really nice in and of itself. I cheer for chaos. I'm here for it. And I can't wait to see what happens as we move into Easter weekend. Just uh, to correct something. you, because you, you immediately countered something that I said. Uh, the number eight mm. Villanova Wildcats are the lowest seeded team to ever reach the championship game. Oh, but... Butler was an eight? So Butler was not a nine. Oh. Ooh. Fake news. Butler that's why was we also have, a number eight seed. That's why we have a statistician on the show. I mean, I, I said nine seeds and worse had never won a Final Four matchup. So, yeah. anyway. Mm. You were correct. Man. My mistake. I fake news all y'all. Lawyered. Mm. Just, to, just to stop the show in its tracks uh, and... and I mean, that's what we do here. I mean, we're, we're nothing if we're not a track-stopping show. You were more Loyola'd by that one than lawyered. Yeah, yeah, absolutely correct. Uh, moving on, uh, I think it's... Daniel and I, we had this, we had this talk over text, and now we're going to bring it into the show. Uh, we need to talk about nuns. Overrated, underrated, properly rated, what say you? I think nuns are, nuns are portrayed in entertainment venues and TV and movies as like these, these great, I don't know, great. First of all, great people. And I'm sure they're just fine. Like, I, I don't want to make any sweeping generalizations about nuns here, but like, they're not, I, I and I would, I, I do not, not that nice. I do not purport to be any kind of nun in entertainment expert, but this is probably the last person on the show <laughs> should be talking about nuns. <laughs> True. I'm just saying, I don't think nuns are as great as everybody makes them out to be. Like, we all, you know, we all loved the nun in, in the Blues Brothers that beat up John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. We all loved Eddie, uh, uh, Whoopi Goldberg pretending to be a nun, uh, which yeah. I maintain. Greatest nun ever. Sister Act uh, exists in the same universe as the movie Eddie. So that was that nun was also the best head coach of the New York Knicks. Yeah, if we're being honest, probably of all time. Ever. So, but to be fair, like. I could probably coach the Knicks and could win 30 games. Could anybody? I don't know. I don't think so. By the way, Sister Act, uh, 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Lower than I thought. I thought you were going to say 6.3% rotten on Rotten to me. (laughs) By the way, that far outpaces the Sister Act 2, which only got a 5.5. Oh, man. Not enough. Not enough people rated the, the the sequel. Well, I don't. I don't think that many people saw it. But Sister Act Two was pretty good, if I recall. <sighs> well, they missed out on a gem. They did. Like Lauren Hill was in that one. She played a singer. If you can possibly believe that. No, stop it. No, for real. Like uh, huh. I don't remember much else about the movie, but she sang. 
It was good. 74% uh, tomato meter. She went to jail, didn't she? She go to Lauren jail? Hill? No. Lauren Hill went to jail? No. I'm on it. Can we get a statistician on there? Yeah, yeah, I'm on it. Lauren Hill was sentenced by uh, Judge Arleo to serve three months in prison for failure to no. file her taxes. Wow. Yeah. Wait, did she go? Uh, yeah, three months in prison followed by three yeah, months of house arrest. Y- y- yeah, you just can't not go to prison. That's like <laughs> being a fugitive. <laughs> Did she go? It wasn't an option. <laughs> she was sentenced. Oh, I didn't know After that was her mandatory. After three, month, three months in prison, she did three months of house arrest, followed by one year of supervised probation. Woo! Woo. Man. Yeah, like if I'm being honest, uh, I didn't know that, and I didn't really think anybody out there knew that. So, uh, Except for this guy. Jesus. Right here. Wow. <laughs> Keep my finger on that pulse, John Gorman. You do. Like, you are you are plugged into the zeitgeist. That's a very old story, actually. Yeah, from 2013. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, like, like, I knew some nuns, getting back to, to the, the nonsense that we're talking about here. And, and they weren't always, like, in their nun garb. Like, sometimes I would see nuns in regular street clothes, and I thought they were cool. And, like, we'd hang out in the rectory back in the old... Catholic school days of my youth and whatnot. Were they allowed out of their habits? I thought like. Well, yeah, yeah, like, like you could see it was it was possible to see nuns just like chilling on a Thursday. Really, I thought. Yeah, yeah. like, like you could do, like you could hang out with them, and and the nuns would like just be hanging out, you know, just sipping at sacrament. Like on a Thursday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like on a Thursday, uh, as I just said, uh, it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous, but it's all about that sacrament. Yeah, it's all about that sacrament. Gotta sip it. I uh I had a class once taught by a nun and uh she taught mythology. <laughs> That's ironic. Yeah. Well she she taught the Bible with Genesis was in there, but there's a lot of other stories, of course, from other cultures. Uh but that was interesting. Well, she was an ex-nun, I should say. She was no longer a nun because she had a husband at this time. She was a covering nun. But uh, she left the old convent there. Hmm. Mm. Chickens left the roost. She gave, she, she gave in. She was a, a victim of the flesh. Ooh. It's always a tough break. Sex kills a lot of nunneries. Ooh. That was terrible. That was awful. It really was. That was, that was terrible. That was terrible, Ernie. Terrible. Ernie, I tell you, that was just one of the worst nun jokes I've ever heard in my life. And uh, apparently... (laughs) 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 Apparently my Charles Barkley is a Keith Jackson impression, and they're the same person. So uh, not really sure how that happened or why. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So moving on from nuns altogether, um, let's get serious for a bit. Uh, After the Florida State game, Florida State's head coach... Yeah, he had some unsavory remarks. So, so after after Florida State lost their game, uh, they lost to Michigan. They were down four with eleven seconds on the clock, and they decided not to foul. Which, as a person who you know watches basketball regularly, I, I will say that the constant fouling at the ends of games that that'll extend games, and and a lot of times, you know, it it uh, it doesn't add anything to it. But when you're talking about the NCAA tournament, when you're talking about a single elimination tournament, right, you're down four with 11 seconds, and you're going to put a, a child on the foul line. I don't care if he shoots 90% from the free throw line. He can miss two free throws. No question. You're down four. It's a two-possession game. Even if he hits both, it's still 
at that point, it's a six-point game. You hit a three, you get a, a five-second call, you get, you hit another three. Like, we've seen crazier things than that happen in the NCAA tournament. Right. So Dana Jacobson asks head coach Leonard Hamilton, uh, you know, why he didn't foul with 11 seconds left on the clock, and he gets all incredulous. He's like, foul? Why would I foul? foul? Did, you, did you watch the game? Did you see how much we were losing by? How much time was left on the clock? And that's horrendously insulting, and, and, and it begs the question, does he respond that way if it's Jay Billis asking him that after the game? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a fair question to ask. You think he went Cam Newton? Yeah, yeah, that was such a cute question. Yeah, exactly. And I, that's, it's, it's, it's an awful thing to do. And Dana Jacobson took the high road and said, you know, he was emotional. It was mere minutes after the game ended. And, you know, I, I'm glad that he took the time to talk to me and all of that. And, and that's wonderful for her to say. She didn't have to say that. And I, it was completely unprofessional. He has apologized, but that's the kind of thing that you see and, you know, no, not everyone sees the apology. Everyone sees him acting like that. And that kind of behavior perpetuates more behavior like that. And I think it's awful. And I think he needs to see some real discipline from the NCAA. Yeah. And we all know how the NCAA is just like razor sharp on discipline. Yeah. They make it, they make up the rules as they go along. Yeah. I mean, like who knows what he's going to get. He'll get a raise and a promotion to a better school and a better conference. I I hear they do that in Catholic churches as well. Oh God. Ooh, true that. Hot take. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So like, in my opinion, like, look, that clearly that our, that um, comment has no business being in the game. Um, clearly, the, Leonard Hamilton has done irreparable damage to his brand. Uh, you know, especially as as a well seasoned coach, who, quite frankly, like I hadn't heard of until this uh, this comment took place, and and so now I'm sitting here, and this is like the first thing I think of when I think of Leonard Hamilton and frankly, the only thing that I think of. And, um, you know, this is just something that's symptomatic of a larger problem in society that we have. I, I, but at the same time though, like I, I think we live in a hypersensitive society right now where everything is, is it's hypercritical. Sure. Right. Like if this, if this was a, a pattern of behavior from him, Right. This is something that we saw after every game where it doesn't matter what reporter gets in his face. It gives him a hard time. Everybody would throw this one to the side. Be like, oh, you know, that's just him. That's just how he is after games. He's real emotional after games. Um, However, the one time we catch him after a high emotional game, it happens to be a woman who's doing who is reporting on it and he happens to give her this response and now we're led and and so now we're not we're not even having like we're not even having a discussion about this right we can't discuss it because there's nothing there's nothing to base the facts on we have one fact that he was really rude to one reporter who happened to be a woman okay i don't know if this is his norm i don't know if this is something he does but now in the society we live in we automatically have to shun him and cast him aside and, and beg the question is, was that a sexist uh, performance from him? And I, I don't well, know. And like, I, does a part of me think it was? Yeah. A, a part of me definitely I, thought I it jumped was. to that con- conclusion because of the way he reacted 
to the question. It is a common, common strategy in basketball when you're down four with 10 seconds to go that you foul. Like that's, it's so common that it's weird that he decided not to do it. You know what I mean? So yeah. the question is completely valid. Why did you decide not to do it? He could have said, you know, the answer could be they immediately inbounded the ball to a kid that shoots 90% from the free throw line. Absolutely. You know, like we had a better chance of him dribbling the ball off his foot out of bounds than we did of him missing two free throws. Like that could have been the answer. But he didn't do that. Oh, of course, there could have been a lot of different. But he didn't. Answers, but he didn't though. give any of those answers. He pretended like it was a dumb question, which which it a was not, and and b why would you pretend why would you pretend that it's a dumb question when it's when there's no reason to. Yeah, no question. Right. I, I look. I understand where 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 the the points are coming from. I I don't know. Like the Cam Newton thing was a clear cut case of like misogyn, yes. like a misogynistic response. Yes. Right. Right. That was a clear cut case of I've never heard of like, first of all, he refers to her as a Oof. female, which I think is just the most belittling comment yes. for the opposite. If a male or a female, I just think that that is like that just lowers us to the lowest common denominator across the animal kingdom. Right. That's exactly what that comment does. I don't like it. So that's that was his approach. Cam Newton was outwardly uh, Cam Newton in his is approach. Terrible at press conferences. Yes, <laughs> like like he is just yes. he is consistently embarrassing himself every time he does a press conference. We're not even talking about wardrobe. But, but we're not here to no. <laughs> but we're we're not here to chastise Cam Newton because he's already yeah. been yeah. He's already been through it, right? We're here to talk about this this situation that is so. You know, I, I feel like we're what we're doing is we're projecting so far into someone's psyche that yeah, we're 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 hoping we're almost hoping for this to be the right response. Like we're hoping that that was a sexist comment that he made. We're hoping for that, as opposed to just sitting back and saying, well, uh, like maybe. Maybe if that we don't know because we didn't have a man ask right. that question, so we'll never really right. know. Right, and like and, and too, like we kind of have to ask ourselves, you know, if if we had waited five minutes, like would he have given the same response to that question? Hmm. Right. Shh. Well, but but he might be calmed down after That's, five minutes. Yeah. 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 So it it could very well have just been a super emotional moment for him, but I. Yeah, and that's no excuse. I just don't. I mean. I'm not saying like this should cost him his job or he needs to be dragged through the streets and tarred and feathered, but no. we need less. We need as as a society, we need less reacting like this toward women in traditionally ma- male-dominated workplaces. Right? We need we need uh, proper responses to valid questions. All the time across media, but especially when it's women asking the question. Yes. So would he have given a different answer five minutes later? Would he have given a different answer to Jay Billis? I don't know. But the fact that his initial reaction was one of incredulity that, you know, a a woman would be questioning his coaching decisions after a game. Of course, you're going to have your coaching decisions questioned after a game. You just lost a four-point game in, in the NCAA tournament. The second guessers are going to come railing out at you. That's that's how that works. That's how it's always worked. So, what we need is less of people on national TV 
giving these kinds of reactions to women. Like it's it's a it's a bad look for college basketball. It's a bad look for Florida State, and it's a bad look for Leonard Hamilton. Yeah, absolutely. Right, but I mean, you know, honestly, I think that I, I think there's a lot of coaches in general, especially in the NCAA, who are they're they're old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. They're they're old. Like they're old school. Like they they don't understand, and they I don't. Unfortunately, I don't think they ever will get it until we we until they you know essentially they all have to kind of retire. Mm. Like I, I think we're stuck in this like we're stuck in this this valley of these old guys who just they won't clear out. And I but I think when they do clear out, I think that everything I think things get better. You know? Yes. <laughs> but Yes. And, it and I'm, is. I'm, I'm of course you tired, can put an ist at the end I'm of anything. I'm also tired of people giving people a pass to old people. Right. Like it's not okay just because he's I'm 70. not I'm not I'm not giving him a pass. I'm saying the reason he acts the way he does is because he never learned. He wasn't raised to to think that women have the ability to question his coaching. Yeah, that software upgrade and, just and, uh, never yeah. hit yet, you know? Exactly. Exactly. It's kind of like having a flip phone, flipping it up and be like, hey, how come I can't get the new iOS on here? <laughs> right. Well, you weren't built for iOS, guy. You, you, you know, and, and again, I don't know how he was raised. I don't know anything about him. Sure. Uh, I, I do know that he made a really emotional comment that was, who knows what his intention was mm. with it, with it. I can, we can all sit here all day and we can project onto him what he was thinking and why he was thinking it. At the end of the day, he said it, it came out and was more than likely, it was more than likely a knee jerk reaction to the question obviously it was a knee-jerk reaction to the question he answered it so quickly and he answered it as raw as you could possibly answer it and i think and then we get here and then we're looking back you know hindsight's 2020 i could look at anything i've done in my life and just pick it apart and 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 then at the same time look and be like wow that was never my intention and that's i really apologize that that came off because perspective is everything and that's really what we're talking about here is perspective where my intention was to never make that the case but yeah i could look back and say wow that i I can see why you thought that and that might be what he where he's at right and like how bad was this for his brand like moving forward you know right so like this is really the first time i've heard his name before yeah right yeah it's also the first time i realized that florida state had a basketball program (laughs) breaking news here everybody florida state has basketball they do they just lost in the elite eight to michigan (laughs) who knew (laughs) There's always football season, Seminoles. You're going to be just fine, I promise. They were last in the Sweet 16 in 2011. Oh, okay. So there's some history there. Um, I I stand corrected. Florida State, basketball team. Way to be perennial favorites. Yeah. Good good job, Knowles. Proud of y'all. So uh, sticking with the uh, theme of the episode where we three three guys talk about um, sexism in sports... uh, I want to I want to shift gears a little bit, and uh, if I could, if you haven't heard, I'd like to read a little bit about this Saints cheerleader uh, in, a, in a new no, segment we like to call reading. <laughs> yeah, John <laughs> John reads the news. <laughs> so in John reads the news, um, this is from the New York Times report. Um, a Saints cheerleader has filed 
uh, a what appears to be a wrongful termination suit uh, um, from the squad. And after she claims to have been fired by a because she posted a picture of herself on her locked Instagram account of her uh, in a one piece swimsuit. Now that's clearly ridiculous, but more worrisome still is this this policy that these saints seem to have in place barring interactions between players and cheerleaders, whereas cheerleaders are not allowed to um, initiate any sort of contact with saints players, although saints players are allowed to initiate contact with cheerleaders. Uh, but apparently this is written into the saints anti fretner I, I cannot say that word. Um, Fretness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, fraternization. <laughs> fraternization. No. no fraternizing. So if, a, if a, a Saints cheerleader is not allowed to initiate contact online with a player. What? <laughs> online? Yeah. Like no social media. No chat rooms? No. 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 No MySpace. No Facebook. No, no Snapchat. No nothing. Um. Also, if a Saints cheerleader is at a party and a Saint player shows up, the Saints cheerleader must leave. Additionally, if a Saints cheerleader shows up at a party that a Saints player is already at, then the Saints cheerleader must leave. Also, moving on, restaurants, same thing applies. If a Saints cheerleader is at a restaurant and the Saints player shows up, the Saints cheerleader must leave. And if a Saints cheerleader shows up to a place where a Saints player is dining, again, the cheerleader must leave. To be fair. That's a restraining order. To be order. fair. Yes. That's a restraining uh, order, though. Saints <laughs> cheerleaders <laughs> a earn $10.25 an hour. Probably they can't afford to eat in the same places where the Saints players eat. <laughs> True. So I, I can't imagine I can't imagine that restaurant thing was ever really an issue. You, you would think. Like, Look, po' boys. Po' boys. They should call them po' girls. You, you know? You know? Oh, my God. They should have been. They should have been called the po' girls. Uh, instead, they appear to be the Saint Sations. Cringe. Oof. No, they should have been called Oof. the Poe Girls. Yeah, the Saint Sations, everybody. Oh, yeah, my po gosh. Girls. Yeah. How how in the world? The, the Saint Sations. So, <laughs> so they were they were named clearly in, like, the 1950s. Yeah. By, like, some off-Broadway reject. So the, the Saints, uh, 1967 came into the league, but, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, 1950-something sounds about right. Yeah, came into being not too far beyond that, but still, Saints Stations Hall of Fame, bad name, you guys. <laughs> like, my God. Yes, yes. I, yes, I'm aware of when the Saints were, I'm just saying, the linear, the etymology of that name is clearly a 50s. Yeah. The Saint Sations. Yeah, so it's an outdated uh, policy. Uh, you know, like, it, it just seems smacks of sexism. I agree that it's outdated. I agree that it it seems, yeah. you know, old and, and, like, why would we need these kinds of policies anymore? Yeah, sure, no problem. Is it a legal matter? I don't know, right? I mean... Well, let let let's look at this for a second here. She's she's suing for wrongful right. well, termination. Right. Well, she violated she violated team rules yeah. for the private corporation that she chose to work for. She knew right. so, so so it sounds to me 
I was going to. I was, I was just going to say. Presumably, she knew about these rules. I assume there's probably some sort of employee handbook that she probably had to sign. Right. Of course. So as long as she was aware of, made aware of the rules, and and the Saints followed. Nobody ever reads. You know, thing. New Orleans <laughs> Saints rules? policy in terminating her. I don't see. You know, I don't see any issue unless she, unless her argument is that uh, appearing uh, in a one piece. Uh, swimsuit is not violative of the saints policy could be right so it, it it also says she's filed a complaint with the equal opportunity employment commission that's yeah. where she should be going yeah that's where this yeah. thing needs to go yeah so it, it, by claiming that there are two sets of rules one for saints players and one for saints cheerleaders that seems more accurate that's yes that's great that yeah that is right so there's clearly two sets of rules, a set for the players, a set for the cheerleaders, and there's no question that the Saints players have the more favorable set of rules. Yes, that is that is an excellent point. No question. Like I, I love that. I think um, an interesting thing, uh, you guys will remember this, the, uh, the Buffalo Bills disbanded their cheerleading uh, group just to avoid a similar lawsuit. That is absolutely correct. I remember that. So I'm wondering if this lawsuit marks the end of cheerleading in professional football. Well, so there's like two schools of thought on this, right? Like you could argue that on the one hand, um, cheerleading is an outdated throwback to a time when women existed merely as subservient beings to please men, which of course is, is as every bit as wrong uh, as it is antiquated. But you could also argue that cheerleading has its place in that cheerleading as a sport, as something for women to aspire to, as something for women to shoot for, as something for women to do with their time and their talents, is absolutely valid and worthwhile and still has a place in the American sporting landscape. What say you? Well, yeah, you could say that. And, and ideally, probably, uh, cheerleading is, is the latter there, but it, it in practice is clearly not right of course i think ten dollars 25 cents an hour is probably on the high end for what most cheerleaders earn right like especially if you if you count like all of the volunteer hours that they spend like you know visiting sick kids in hospitals or like going to food drives or like branding themselves on behalf of the team without receiving accurate compensation for it you could argue the pay is much less than that Mm -hmm. so like perhaps maybe more appropriately we should be addressing the wage gap when it comes to what players make versus what cheerleaders make or, you know, find some other way to frame what the women do with their time. Yes. So anyway, I I do have to, I do have to revisit the, uh, the sexist versus feminist point uh, that you made earlier, because I, I don't think cheerleading for a professional male sports team in any way can be feminism. I agree. And the reason I say that is because like true feminism is, is about gaining your agency mm-hmm. and not losing your agency or subjecting your agency to that of another agent. So I don't I don't think kind of latching on to a male sports thing and then building your brand off of that makes you I don't think that's feminism. I think that's I think that's uh 
I, I don't, I don't, I don't really, I don't know if it has a word, but I wouldn't say that that's a progressive feminist. No, but I think uh, what we're, what John was was know, talking uh, about was was cheerleading, sort of in its as its own thing. Like, don't think of the cheerleaders as you know. In this case, don't think of them as as members of the Saints organization. Think of them as professional cheerleaders. You know, doing you know doing a, a routine. Like, I, I'm sure you've. Maybe you haven't watched, but you, you've certainly heard of like the NCAA cheerleading competition. Like that is a that is an NCAA sport. Yep. And right, you're right. No, and I, I, I yes, and I will agree with that. But when you are you're mm-hmm. branded as the right. Saints cheerleaders, yeah, no, no. In in practice, in practice, it's very far from the ideal. If you bring in a third party, like let's say that this is completely, I, I, I think if somebody came in and said, hey, you're the saints, you do your thing. We have this group, we have this entrepreneurial group of women and, and that this is their thing. Their business is like halftime shows, what have you. And they come in and they put on an incredible show and they're allowed to brand themselves based on that. Right. Then I would say Yes. That's empowering. That's your own. That that's agency. You know, that's gaining of the agency. But I think taking away from or putting them in, essentially having the male counterparts create their place in this world is taking away from that. Yeah, like how much different is it if they're called a dance troupe? You know, exactly. So, like, how much different would it be if they were allowed to make their own money or operate it independently as third-party contractors, you know? But we all know the NFL would swoop in and take most of their money. Yeah. So um, we're right back to the initial place where we started at 1025 an hour. the NFL would uh, want money? No, 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 no. Are we saying the NFL's not a nonprofit? Well, I believe, I believe they're, they're no a longer. nonprofit. No, they are no longer a nonprofit. Yeah, it was uh, oh, what? almost 10 years ago now. Since when? Uh, they became no longer a nonprofit so that they wouldn't have to report Roger Goodell's uh, salary. <laughs> Good move. His last reported salary, I uh. believe, was $43 million uh. annually. Oh, is and that, that was, all? Like, 2010 or and something. a jet. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Goodell. Anyway. Oh, no, I know they're nonprofit. Ugh. They're not nonprofit. Not nonprofit. I know. Ugh. I was... I was being a Weisenheimer. You caught me. <laughs> you caught me, Daniel. All right. Speaking of Daniel, Daniel, 30 seconds on the Knicks. Let's go. Uh, so the Knicks actually won a couple of games recently. Uh, who did they beat? They beat the Wizards and uh, somebody else. Uh, I, 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 so they, they're winning a couple of games. Uh, they're basically locked into the number nine spot in the draft lottery. Um, you know, they never, nothing good ever happens to them. So they're not going to be bumped up at all. So they're going to be picking around number nine. That's sort of the, uh, the Mikel Bridges territory for them, which I, that's who I think they should be going for. He's looked great in the tournament. Uh, he's carried Villanova into the final four. Uh, he's, he plays the, the position they need, that wing defender. And that, my friends, is a little segment we like to call in the nick of time. You see what he did there? Let me tell you what he did there. Right there, he talked about the Knicks for 30 seconds. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. That's what he did. I used, I used to do that. That's what he did. I used to do that. I used to do that when I played football until LT broke my leg. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> Why? Once LT broke my leg, I didn't talk about New York sports teams ever again. You think that 
Joe Theismann thinks about the Giants and says like the G word. It's possible. <laughs> like like they do with Washington. It's very possible. By the way, shout out to my Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, the process can be trusted. Four seed in the East up on Denver, 42 and 30. They are looking good for the playoffs. Clinched. They're in it. Doesn't matter. That's right. Doesn't matter. <laughs> we here. They're dancing. They made it. I love it. I'm second season. Probably yeah, going to be facing the Pacers in the first round. That's that's going to be. I like that matchup. I mean, the, the Sixers are going to be in the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, and I think they could give the Raptors all they could handle. No, no. Okay. Well, the Raptors who no. just got pantsed by the Cavaliers last week. Yeah, that's right. Take that. Yeah, that was just Le- no. That was LeBron sending a little message their way. <laughs> How dare you? That, that's right? all you that, that game was. Saying, I'm LeBron James. Yeah. <laughs> That game was, hey, we're gonna. I'm gonna see you guys very soon. Remember what I did to you. That was LeBron James saying, "Remember the Air Canada Center." Yeah. That's all that was. When <laughs> if if, if the if the Sixers and Raptors went up, it's, it's a four game series. Oh, you are so wrong on that. I, I might give you five. I might give you the gentleman's sweep, but that's about as much as I'm gonna give you. No, 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 no. You are not giving them the gentleman's sweep. They're taking it seven. Speaking of the basketball, Jones. Wait. Did they come up with that? I don't remember that at all. No, I'm just saying they, they came up with the term gentleman sweep. No, I, I always thought that was a Greg Dennis original. Are you really? Uh, yeah. I'd like to. I'd like. When? What year did they come up with that? <laughs> I've been saying that for. Like since like 2008, right? At least. Minimum. Yeah. Maybe more. I, I don't know, man. The basketball Jones? We, we need etymology on this. Come on. Urban Dictionary. I'm on, I'm on it. I, I need to know because I'm fairly certain that that is my term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D- Daniel, check Urban Dictionary and let's just see. Mm. All right? All right. Okay. So while uh, Daniel looks that up, uh, we could say, uh, Shane's life is a fantasy draft brought to you by Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we were brought to you by Toyota. No, we are, we are brought to you by Geeks Unlimited, though. Yeah, absolutely. We are. Um, shout out to Geeks Unlimited for all the hustle they put in for us. So much hustle. Absolutely. Find us on YouTube. Find us on uh, Instagram at Shane's Pod. That's the process right there. Yeah, we are, the, we are the Philadelphia 76ers of podcasts, and we're only just getting started. This is true. Yep. <laughs> Wait a second. Whoa, whoa. Which one of us is Markel Fultz? Uh, that would be me. Uh, only <laughs> only good in short spurts. Kind of a no jump shot. Uh, only good. You can't post. <laughs> yeah. Only good <laughs> passing it to other people on my team. You can't post up. <laughs> no. No post game. Postless. Very sad. Oh, my God. The worst. Urban Dictionary is giving credit. Who? Well, okay. Looks like they're giving credit to... Someone on Reddit nope. for the gentleman. Stop. Mm. What year? Can we get a year on that? I'm going to need a year, Daniel. So that's 2014, which oh. can't possibly be I've right. Been crushing that. It's all Greg all day. That's the gentleman sweep of Reddit posts. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I have to say about that. Oh, man. Geeks Unlimited, though. Yeah, shout out. Finish that up. Mm. Subscribe. Yeah. Instagram, Shane's Pod. Do it. All of their all of their shows are now on podcasts. So talking flicks, you know, go subscribe to the that podcast. Table. Awesome. Yeah, some jerk hosts the announcer's table. This beautiful uh, you know, podcast. Subscribe to that. 
Yes. Shane's Life, subscribe to that. Be the, be the fourth subscriber to Shane's oh, Life. Oh, no, no. Uh, there's more than that. There should be more than that. What? There should be seven. There, that's all there is, is four right now? <laughs> I, I'm counting the three of us. Oh, because I have four people that I know that follow it. So. Oh, okay. Seven. <laughs> seven. So we have, we have possibly Min- up to seven Minimum seven subscribers. subscribers right now. Possibly eight. <laughs> But yeah, Instagram, Shane's Pod. Find us there. It's going to be great. You'll love Maybe it. Maybe we'll have a website. Yeah. Some t-shirts. Yeah, some merch. merch a dirch I would love that. However, I, would, I, I still want to get uh, Khalil Mack to start saying that he's from the at. Yes, absolutely. Yes, on, on, when, he, when he's on Sunday yes. Night Football. I, I would like to, Khalil Mack, I'd like to start a at. petition. Yes. Where, where can I sign that? We need it. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm going to... Find us at the at. You be the at. Yes. That's what we need. I'm with it. That's ours. That's ours. Don't let it go the way of... That, that, that <laughs> is the gentleman's sweep a decade before people started calling it the gentleman's sweep. Don't let it go the way of the nickel curtain. <laughs> yeah. don't, let this, don't let this go the way of the gentleman's sweep and the nickel curtain. <laughs> we have to. Everybody else just takes our ideas. That's all right. We float them out there anyways. That's fine. We, we wish them off into the ether, and hopefully one day they come back and say hello. No guarantees, though. Mm. Mm. So uh, uh. speaking of football, can we agree that the Rams have won the offseason, you guys? Like, yes. Well, their defensive line is the scariest defensive and, line and their that's ever happened. And their secondary. The entire team is like becoming the death star of Hollywood. They are loaded on offense. They are loaded on defense. I am here for it. I can't wait to see them run all over the league. They have one hell of a mojito. Yes, though. they do. So Graydon Gordian of 48 Minutes of Hell. Back to the gentleman's sweep says that a gentleman's sweep is a term that Hardwood Paroxysm's Matt Moore and I have oh. for a series in which a team wins comfortably but still graciously allows its opponent to win one game. This was written in 2011. Oh, I'm still winning. <laughs> it's closer. Still I winning. Mean, they, they, that's not, no, he's not saying that's when he came up with it. He's just saying right. that's what he has. Like That's what he calls it. Right. So I'm, I'm still looking. All right. Well, that makes sense. Hardwood Paroxysm has been a blog like it's been around yes like since like 2008 or something since forever yeah fellas you know what's coming around the corner it's about to be baseball season let's baseball's starting baseball season is starting yeah talk about it right now has has let me let me ask you a question john yeah has baseball ever been hotter I got to tell you, gents, this is the least I've known about a baseball season going into it for a while. Or ever. Yeah. So, uh, it's, I, don't, I can't name anything that's going on. Fill me in, folks. Baseball's never been more lukewarm. <laughs> that's all I got. Uh, so, guys, what, what are you looking forward to? Like, what, what, what do you really think is going to happen this year? What... I want to get your guys' thoughts on what's about to become an amazing baseball season. And more specifically, are the Yankees the greatest team of all time? I can't wait. Yes. Yes. This I can't true. wait for for Joe Girardi, 
for for not Joe Girardi, for Aaron Boone to unleash the leadoff hitting Aaron Judge upon the rest of the league. It's just not fair. <laughs> Aaron Judge has the best on base percentage in that entire lineup. And he might, he let off a couple of spring training games. And if he, I want him leading off opening day. Oh, this is, this is better than when Blake Griffin played point guard. Except really good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be amazing. Like the power in that, in that lineup is, it just goes up and down. It's unbelievable. It is. There's one thing to be worried about. And that's first base, uh, Greg Bird has more uh, inflammation in a surgically repaired foot, and Aaron Boone has removed him from the lineup. Uh, they're going to have to reevaluate him. They're worried that he may not play for a long time. Oh. So there is a big hole at first base for the Yankees again. What happened there? He'd get tackled by LT? <laughs> you know, nobody's seen Lawrence Taylor since they made this announcement. So well, you see what that he is did a legitimate there. concern. You see what he did there? He was playing too far off the bag. LT came, boom, hit him. <laughs> That's what happened to me. Same thing happened to me when I used to play football. <laughs> you guys know I used to play football? You guys know that? <laughs> you just did just for men commercials. No, no, I used to play I used to play football. Oh. I broke Speaking my leg. LT knowing, broke my leg. <laughs> Speaking of not knowing that someone played football, it took like I don't know, three years into Chris Collinsworth doing Sunday night football for me to find out that he used to, to play wide receiver for, for the Bengals. He talks yeah. about it all the time. Yeah. How did well, you I not don't know? listen to Chris Collins. Oh, oh, speaking of speaking, of, you know, you know, John Gorman, who used to play football, Ahmad Rashad. Well, we need more context. Ahmad Rashad. Yeah. I knew. Yeah. Professional football. Yeah. 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 I thought he was a basketball dude. Nah, he had a he had a nice ten year career with like the Vikings and like yeah. the Steelers. The Steelers, yeah, with the Steelers at some points. Yeah. yeah, played a little bit with the Bills. Yeah, y'all need to learn your history. Yeah, come on. But by y'all, you just mean me. Y'all just got Rashad. But like for real, yeah, Ahmad Rashad hosts a lot of basketball, but had a fairly excellent career in the NFL. Wow, four hundred ninety-five career herself. <laughs> yes, forty-four career touchdowns, six thousand career yards, six thousand eight hundred career yards, and not a bad career at all. No, yeah, but uh, yeah, Mad Rashad. Yeah, there you Played go. From seventy-two to eighty-two. Yeah, right at the height of the cocaine era. That's a much wow. better NFL career than I had. That's a much better NFL career than a lot of us have had. That's a lot better than career than any of us have had doing anything at all. Woof. Yeah. So anyway, like, so yeah, so like, all right, like besides the New York Yankees Death Star, which is going to be unbelievable, um, what else are you guys looking forward to this season? What else you want to see? I'm looking forward to uh, Daniel and I's trip. <laughs> That's the thing that I'm most looking forward to in the baseball season. All right, so yeah, so okay, so you and I and, and Daniel, we all know about it, but like let for the for the listeners out there, both of them, like kinda talk about this amazing little tour you're doing of baseball diamonds across the country and what you're going to see this coming summer. Love to hear it. On the podcast the next week. We we are going we are going on a long weekend trip. Starting yeah, I got the, I got the schedule in front of me. Oh, okay. You you were going. Oh, I got it. I, I got it. All right. 
We're going to Cleveland on a Friday night, a little Friday night game. Yeah. Then we buzz down to the Berg. All right. For That's a little Pittsburgh. game there. Pittsburgh. That would be the Berg. Then we hit up. Are we going to D.C. next? I think D.C. is the next stop. Going yep. to see the Knights play. Yep, yep. Okay. And then we're then we're going to got to go to Camden Yards. Yep. It's got to be done. Yep. All these teams are playing home games on consecutive days, which is one of the things that I love about the baseball season. I mean, a lot of people complain that it's way too long. It's 162 games. But, yeah, man, it's a, it's a nice leisurely stroll through some intense athletic competition. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can't really a, say that a, about any other sport. It's it's a nice it's a nice way to spend a summer. Yeah. It really is. Baseball's a real nice way to spend a summer. I like to go to a Mets game. Hell yeah. Watch someone drop their cell phone from the upper deck just <laughs> outside of fair territory. <laughs> Which literally happens every single Mets yes. game. <laughs> yeah, that has happened. It almost struck Ethan in the head. Oh, rest in peace. <laughs> but uh, I'm, but you I'm know excited. what? It's just a great way to spend an afternoon. Yeah, it really you? is. Perfect. I'm excited to see the 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 way that baseball responds to these wrecking of strikeout and home run records. Right. So baseball has essentially become strikeouts, home runs, and that's it. Okay. So how do you respond to that? And, you know, or do you, do you, let me ask, let me put that question to you guys. Do you want to change the fact that baseball is basically just strikeouts and home runs? No. So like, if you, if you zoom out, like if you zoom the lens out, like baseball is always an evolving sport, right? You know, you've had like your, your dead ball era and your Babe Ruth era and uh, you had the era where the pitchers were like lights out and the cocaine era. To the steroids so, era. Yeah, yeah, the steroid <laughs> era. Like you had all these different like eras of baseball and every single time the game fundamentally changed, although it's sort of remained in the same, like on the surface, like you could always recognize that it was baseball. Like the way baseball's been played and strategized and the talents and the... And the um, I guess the tactics of the players has, has, has continued to evolve and always have. And often to the benefit of baseball itself, like you can argue that baseball is quote unquote, as exciting as it's ever been. And I'm okay with strikeouts and home runs. Do I now the question, do I think, am, am I, am I, am I, what was, what, am I remiss that we're doing uh, that we're talking about home runs and strikeouts? No, because those are the plays that people want to see. People want to see the strikeout. Yeah. I mean, think about, think about the strikeout. That is a single, that's a single player on another single player. You can argue that you have the catcher in there, so it's two on one. Mm-hmm. And they're going at it. And you have the complete ability to play all of the defense. Yes. However, I mean... Kevin Costner did say that strikeouts are fascist. Well, Kevin Costner is a fascist. Whoa! (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. That's a hot take. Do not not come that strong at Crash Davis. (laughs) I just came real strong. Ghost pepper take. 
No, listen. Pitcher, he gets to play all of the defense in that play. A home run, you get to play all of the offense on that play. It's not like like some people will liken it to like the three point ball, where it's like one person really taking on a brunt of the offense and scoring those points. But in the grand scheme of things, that three pointer doesn't really matter because it's such a small percentage of the overall points. A, a one, you know, a single run, a solo home run. That could be all of the points scored in the game. Mm-hmm. So, like, I I love I love uh, I love a pitcher's duel, and, I, and the same thing I love a, a hitter's duel. I, I think they're awesome games to watch. The games that aren't that fun to watch is the stuff in in the middle. Right, 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 right. right. So, like, the the games that go like four to three, you know, that like are close but not necessarily interesting. Where like neither. Pitcher has been particularly great, but like neither offense is lighting it up. Like those are the games that are just kind of ho hum. The games that you want to see are the ones where pitchers are mowing people down or all the balls are leaving the yard. Okay. My only my only reservation with, with this new evolution of baseball is you have games where a ball will not be put into play for like 45 minutes. Right. Okay. You know, and that seems, you know, I, I, I mean, I guess you're, you're, it's a good point. Like you have walks and strikeouts and that's your inning and strikeouts can be exciting, but to never see a ball put but in think play about that. to take think about that high anxiety yeah. foul ball that mm-hmm. just goes outside the pole. Mm-hmm. That is one of the most exciting plays in all of sports. And I love the fact that they review it now. <laughs> Did it hit the pole? Did it not hit the pole? Because that is such an incredible play. I mean, everybody in the stadium stands up when that happens. Yes. And also one of the positives that that has is nobody cares anymore that, you know, nobody in the Yankees outfield can actually catch a ball. Because it doesn't matter. Because how many fly balls are there, really? <laughs> Accurate. Think, yeah. I was going <laughs> to... I was going to say most of them just go over the wall, but (laughs) I I watched Aaron judge that the Yankees just fumble. (laughs) It was, it was like a, it was a, it was like a line drive deep in the corner. He just couldn't pick it up. He tried like three or four times to pick up the ball. He just couldn't do it. Uh, Fully. They more fully utilized that short left field porch out there uh, to do some of the dirty work for them, you know, Mm -hmm. but like kind of getting back to, you know, what we were talking about, like, it's okay to me if, like, a home run is the source of all of the runs because, like, mm-hmm. there's just not many runs to be had. So, like, a home run is a high leverage play, and I'm excited for more of those. It doesn't matter. Right. And and I think Greg made, I think Greg made the best point here. What we're left with now are the two most exciting plays in baseball, strikeouts and home runs. Right, and you want more high-leverage situations in baseball. Yeah. So, like, to me, what's great about this is you get those classic Clayton Kershaw stat lines where, like, 14 strikeouts, one hit, two walks, zero errors. How did he lose 2 nothing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And you're like, come on, the, the, <laughs> the Dodgers with no run support, just yeah, awful. Because no one, everyone's all, everyone's all tense. No one's loose anymore. <laughs> That's right. 
Like, I mean, think of the, the worst game to watch is the game that has like 11 hits in one run. That's <laughs> like, so true. He wants to watch. That's a oh terrible God. game to watch. That's true. That, that's that's so, the same. So that's analogous to, uh, you know, um, Jarvis Landry with his, you know, 117 <laughs> catches and yeah. 400 yards. That's <laughs> so true. Yeah. Led the lead, led the league in catches, but was dead last in yards. Yeah, and that brings up a good point. Like you, you don't want a a game with lots of yards and no points. You don't want a fourteen seven game. You know what I mean? Like six hundred yards of offense on each team. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> you just can't have that. It's so boring to right. watch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like why? Why do you know? Why have we made so many changes to the NFL? Yeah. So we can throw a deep ball. Yeah. Like that's exactly where these rules changes oh man who's getting hot right now Remix. too hot <laughs> they're, they're really angry about your kevin costner <laughs> fascist <laughs> that's why yeah the ambulance just got here <laughs> no but like for real like you don't want uh you don't want a game where people are just not chucking it deep it's not that great Right. And we love those plays. Yeah. And, you know, it, it goes back to like a larger point where, you know, over the last like half century or so, all of the rule changes that have involved in, in baseball and football and basketball have really made for largely more watchable sports. You could argue that North American sports are as good as they've ever been, with the exception of the NHL. <laughs> you stop. <laughs> now, now, listen, listen, I'm listen. <laughs> I'm sick of you guys pooping on hockey all the time. <laughs> yeah, have, has has hockey made a lot of bad rule changes <laughs> yes. in the last decade? Yeah. <laughs> is is Florida. hockey that exciting t- to watch as it used to be when Gretzky, Lemieux, and Messier played? Oh God, no. No. Does, does hockey have a star? What is hockey? No, and that's <laughs> well, no. But I did a little. I did a little digging around. Ovechkin. Ovechkin, yeah, yeah, is, Alexander is, Ovechkin is, is a superstar. Okay, right. Statistically speaking, Alexander. statistically speaking, he's a superstar, but he is not Gretzky. No, no, I mean, and, and like nobody's Gretzky really, because it, I think the climate was different back then. Like, if Alex Ovechkin played in the '80s, he would be just as famous, I would assume. Alex Ovechkin has also uh, see, been in the I, league since 2001. No. Right, 17 years in the league. His, That's crazy. I didn't know he was that old. Yes. But he's been shelved a lot of the time. He gets <laughs> hurt a lot. That can't be right. I'm sorry. 2004. But, uh, 2004 but, he's been in the league. Oh, okay. Either way, he still he gets shelved a lot. That wasn't I wasn't lying about that. Right. Uh, but you know, his personality isn't there. Right now to be a superstar in a sport, you need a personality and you need the talent. Unfortunately, he's got the talent, but we live in a social media age where he needs to be producing content. Outside of what you know, out, outside of the rink. So I think hockey needs hockey's waiting for this person. It's waiting for like a LeBron James. It's waiting for that presence. Everyone thought that was going to be Sidney like, Crosby, and it was not. Oh no! What happened? But he's not. The, he also isn't the personality, though. He's no. just not it. He doesn't have the it. And I mean, his on ice performance is great. Don't get me wrong. He's a good player. Again, another guy who shelved a lot. Gretzky never took time off. No, it's true. You're right. Gretzky always played. Yeah. He didn't even wear a helmet. You know, it, it amazes me that Ovechkin never became as big as he has because uh, Russian, uh, Russian bots are always creating content on social media. <laughs> oh, wow. It's true. I'm just saying. That's all I got. Anyways, I'm sorry for taking it out of hockey. I tangent. actually, it had when to I be lived done. in. I enjoyed it. 
When I lived in D.C., I was very surprised to learn that D.C., over all other sports, is a hockey town. They love the game. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I've I've heard this about D.C. It's uh, it was. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I was very. Next week, we're going to talk all about hockey. <laughs> sure. Players I will name going. all four hockey players. Both of them. The Sabres are the worst team in the NHL after dropping a game to Phoenix last week. They are now the worst team in the NHL. This is this is hardly surprising to anyone who's been paying attention to the NHL for the past five years. Both people. So, wait. We're, we're closing in an hour, fellas. Okay. Right. Right now. Okay. Who do you have winning the World Series? Ooh. Uh, I... I have the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers as my team. Ooh, I have I have Ooh. I have the Yankees over the Nationals. Ooh, okay, over the Nationals. Milwaukee Brewers. Stop it! I love this pick. The Brewers totally won the off season. It was amazing. Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, they were good. Wait for it. Mm. Wait for it. They are going to be making some noise this year. Let's hope. They deserve it, at least. My goodness. We're going to get out of here. All John right. Gorman, where are they finding you? Uh, you can find me on, or at Hey Gorman. Uh, that is my Instagram, by the way. No, actually, if you just walk outside and yell, Hey Gorman. <laughs> right. That's how, you, that's how they find you. Exactly. That's it. You have to say it three times into a mirror. <laughs> oh, man. You say it into the mirror, it breaks, and then I come steal your girlfriend. It's bad news. <laughs> So, yeah, you can find me at Hey Gorman Instagram. Also, uh, read my writing, johngorman.co, the .co. And, uh, yeah, so, Daniel, where can they find you? I can be found at Don't Take My Name on Twitter. I recently posted my first post in 2018. I won't tell you what it is. You come and find it. Whoop, whoop. Um, Tease. And, uh, yeah, you can find us all at Shane's Pod. You can find us on YouTube. Geeks Unlimited. Whoop. Subscribe, uh, subscribe to our visit videos. Subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes and Google Play. Greg, where are they going to find you? <laughs> in real life, in the greatest city in the world, city that never sleeps. The big city, Apple. so nice they named it twice. Yeah, Max Kellerman. That's right. They sure did. What, Max Kellerman. Yeah. Wait, what? No, New York City. You know, he 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 na- he rapped that in a song. I'm. I'm like 99% positive how you Max gonna... Kellerman didn't come up with that. How are you going to ruin our outro like that? <laughs> That's what I do. I ruin things. Yeah. How do you just, how do you just poop all over? Look, just like hockey, now you're pooping all over my, my, my street creds. Well, you know, it's been kind of a crappy show, so I'm just here to keep up with that theme. You know what I'm saying? All right. That's it. We out. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Woo! And we'll leave you a review. Yeah. We gonna review you, deuces. John Gorman's gonna play a song. Peace. Speechless on a summer night, the candle makes the mood just right. Oh, you are everything I see. Sweet kiss against the wall I will rise and you will fall oh, Everywhere I wanna be yeah, yeah. If one night I could 
take it back Oh, I do the same each day If for one night I could hold you close So I'd keep you here this way All through the night You shine a light Light my way Candy sights the mouth The compass north is I head south oh, Hips on lips I can't decide Hands caress the short black dress It wore me over I confess Now there's nothing left to hide If for one night I could take it back Oh, I'd do the same each day For one night I could hold you close So I'd keep you here this way All through the night You shine a light Light my way See?